0: Hello, everybody. This is cozy with Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Also on the podcast is my co-host, John. You want to say hi, John?
1: Hey, everybody.
0: All right. So we're going to switch it up and we're going to talk about some things that we both enjoy. Uh, John is going to talk about food, while me and John are also going to talk about some movies. Specifically, we're going to talk about five movies that we feel uh each of us for different reasons but we feel deserve a sequel and this time i can guarantee we each have five movies we're not gonna butt heads like last time we checked so you're gonna get five movies from each of us that have various reasons as to why we are going and we want them to get a sequel so Before we do that, John is going to talk about some food. So, John, take it away.
1: Yes. I feel really good about this, everybody. And the restaurant that I'm talking about that I feel deserved to be talked about again is Adios in the Bronx a restaurant I recently talked about that I've been to before for my favorite Italian cuisine. And I have to say, Adios is the place in the Bronx. Um, before, Adio, before I came across Adios, my favorite restaurant for Italian cuisine was Yolandas. But Yolandas closed, and it left me torn. I have to say uh, I went through a lot of places where I thought this would be my new go-to Italian restaurant. And those restaurants I will not mention because they they failed my expectations. But Adios definitely met my expectations. So when you first walk into Adios, you're going to immediately look and think, Okay, limited seating, mom-and-pop pizzeria. But if you walk up the ramp to the back where there's more, where you will see more of the restaurant, because over there they have more open seating, there's a nice well-stocked bar, and may I say the food is just muy mucho, Montebano. I'm I'm sorry. My Italian's not that great, but and but it was definitely perfect. And that's my opinion and other people that I've recommended to join me at the restaurant. All say beautiful. Food is great. Um it's Italian specifically family Italian restaurant and they do, you can go there for catering, just make sure you, uh, if you want to have a party there, just make sure you call, like, uh, give them a good two weeks in advance and let them know everything you want for your party. They will definitely um cut, um make a reservation, certain part of the restaurant reserved for you and depending between if your party is 20 people to the max would be 30 and yes i have to say i've tried a lot of the food on their menu i one of the dishes i really liked the most was the um uh, the uh chicken alfredo really liked it, it was on point i couldn't stress it enough. I even mentioned it in my last review. Could not stress enough how much I loved it. And the thing about the reason why I like Adios the most because you can also one of the things is that they reminded me it was similar to Yolanda's. Because Yolanda's used had on point pizza. And I'm telling you, um this pizza is brick oven pizza. And very cheesy, very saucy, but not too much sauce. Not, not I'm not talking about the sauce that like, you know, one, it'll fall off a little. Bit. No. This is on point, very well portioned, and yes, it is hot, and very well priced. Very well priced, and I got to I had an opportunity to meet up with the owner, who also um, look not only looks over his restaurant, but also looks who takes responsibility in the social media network, social media part of the restaurant. He posts all the new stuff that Adios is bringing to the table. And you can find Adios on Instagram. Just like if you wanted to look me up. You know. You can find Adios from the Bronx on Instagram. Very good restaurant. It's located. In the Bronx. On. Morris Park Avenue. Its address is. 1056, Morris Park Avenue. And on Mott Ave. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm Yeah, I'm saying it right. Yes. Holmes Ave. And I gotta say, guys, to pass, it would be a perfect restaurant to take the family for Christmas or for um, after a christening or even just to be just to be with your family. This is a restaurant that you definitely would like to go to. You definitely want to go to, and I would want to stay relevant, you know, because there's plenty of Italian places in the Bronx, but there's not nothing that I feel could come close to Adios. And I highly suggest, ladies and gentlemen, do check it out. They have, they're open Monday through Friday. And, yes, they are also on, you can also find them on Uwe Eats, Grubhub, Postmates. But that's kind of cheating yourself from the whole experience, you're better off going there yourself and sitting down, whether you're just having some, having a slice of pizza or just heading there, just take yourself to the back, grab yourself a table, have you a nice glass of sangria and treat yourself, really treat yourself. You know, really treat yourself because this is this is the Italian restaurant that I feel is definitely one uh, one people who will be like, huh? Have you been at yet? No, I haven't been there. Why have you not? So on that note, I will be giving this review a close.
0: All right, thanks, John. So. We're going to go back into it. And as I said before, we each made lists, right? Yes, we did. Now, these lists were about the top five movies that each of us felt deserved sequels. Now, we made sure that we compared movies because last time we did about... Terrible move, terrible reboots, and we butted heads a little bit. So this time is going to be actually ten movies. They will all be different. There is no overlap here. No overlap. So, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first?
1: Um, I'll go first with mine. I really like. I really like my first one. All right. So well, I'll go first go right with ahead. mine. So, my first movie that I feel deserves a reboot, not just because of my Remember Berries, by the way, I'm Remember very clean, was Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy, directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Music um, put together and composed by a lot of my favorite, one of my favorite draft punk, Guy Manuel de Home Crystal. Starring Jeff Bridges and Garrett Hedlund, also Olivia Wilde. I feel strongly that Tron Legacy deserved it. Tron was Tron Legacy was a good movie overall. Good movie. I love the story about it. You know, father, um, you know, does his best to create a world for his son. You know. And in return, asked son to join him. But not to, um, to find, for son to find out, his father father is being has been going back and forth with his alternate self, who he at first assumed was going to be his partner in crime and breaking ground and creating a new world. But it came to bite him in the butt. And he went into war with himself because his other self wanted to also taste what his creator has tasted. He wanted to be out into the he wants to go out into the real world. So I feel strongly that Tron Legacy deserves a um, sequel most definitely because the ending ending had me like questionable. In the end, if um, well, hopefully everyone's seen it. You see him leaving the game store with Olivia Wilde on the back of his uh, motorcycle. That gave me too many questions. That, that just popped too much, too much uh, conspiracy into my head. Like, hmm. So is the other is the father's um alternate side destroyed? Did I feel he's somehow may have lived to the point I would really like to see a sequel really would love to see a sequel and it's been since like it came, came out 2010 I mean we 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 we've gone it's 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 definitely undeserving of a reboot but not a reboot but it's in definitely undeserving in of a sequel And if people in Disney are listening, please do a sequel, Tron, please, Tron 2. Please do a Tron 2. So, Kennedy, all you.
0: Well, the first movie I'm going to talk about is, uh, and just to give you guys a heads up before you hear the uh, movies that are on my list, every movie that I'm going to tell you about, they only got a single movie all of them I think actually deserve a sequel not a reboot not a reimagining I think you could all do these great as a sequel keeping the original movie in place also you know I just think they're all good movies that end in a way where either it begged for a sequel or you could easily see where the sequel could come from So, the first movie I'm going to talk about, not any lead up to it, is the 2017 version from the very popular franchise, The Power Rangers. Now, this was the reboot to The Power Rangers movies, where they were going to do, you know, the entire cast was going to not come back but they redid everyone from zordon to rita to all five power rangers and you've probably seen some of these people in other movies like i believe uh naomi scott the pink ranger she was in the last aladdin movie you know uh rj seiler the Blue Ranger. He's been in some stuff. Everybody, actually, all five of the Rangers have been in other stuff and been pretty good. In that other stuff, uh, the movie was well done. It was well made, and most importantly, it ended with a great stinger for a sequel to it. For those of you who don't remember, the stinger to it was they were all in the uh, they were all in detention. And they called out Tommy Oliver, who, for big Power Rangers fans would know, you know, Tommy Oliver, who, sadly, the person that played Tommy Oliver, he passed away uh, this year. Rest in peace. So rest in peace, him. Uh, he was the new Green Ranger was going to be in the sequel. Now, this movie didn't do as well at the box office, so I understand why it didn't get a sequel. But the story itself was solid. I mean, Brian Cranston was Zordon, Bill Hader was Alpha 5, Rita Repulsa, as I mentioned before, was Elizabeth Banks. And They were all great in their roles, and the five Power Rangers were really good in their roles. You know, this was a solid movie. It, was, it had the same problems, though, as the movie uh, Edge of Tomorrow in that if you saw the trailers and you weren't really uh, impressed by them or you weren't a big fan of the Power Rangers, you looked at the movie and you wrote it off and you said, this has all the hallmarks of a bad movie. But when you actually sat down and you saw the movie, you said, oh, this is actually a pretty good movie. This is actually much better than I thought it was going to be. It was one of those Movies where the trailers undersold how good the movie was actually going to be. It doesn't happen very often, but like I said, it's just like with Edge of Tomorrow, where the trailer undersold how good that movie actually was going to be. So, you know, I think this movie is going to, if it did have a sequel, obviously you'd feature the Green Ranger... You could feature new enemies. You could feature a uh, Lord Zed could come in there. You could have another Power Ranger group come in there. There are so many options that you could do for a sequel to this movie that I feel just doing a sequel would be an amazing job. And yeah, I mean, I just I really want to see what the next iteration for these groups of Power Rangers would be, even though it's like five years after the fact. But I really would love to see what that next iteration would be like. So, uh, John, how about you talk about your second movie?
1: So, my second movie that I'm going to talk about is the movie Wanted. Now, the movie Wanted stars... Oh, movie Wanted takes place back in two thousand and eight, starring James McAvoy. Uh, wow, I'm butchering this guy's name. Um, you, you all remember, you all will know him as Professor X from the movie X Men, the re, the new new like you know, new class. Yeah, Angelina Jolie, which you, which you know from Eternals, so movie Kennedy. My co-host has definitely stressed about. And Morgan Freeman, Common. Now, why I feel Wanted deserves a sequel was not just based on how the ending ended. I really like the story. It talks about, you know, a son um, who didn't really have any real, like, Knowledge, like really not a great relationship with his father. That's what actually really drove me to the um seeing this movie because I didn't have much at the time. Me and my father didn't have much of a relationship, too much. And after seeing this movie and the ending, that ending where he says, I'm taking my I'm taking control of my life. That was just it to me, and when I had seen that, I immediately—I mean, immediately it was like they're gonna do a—they got to do a sequel to this because I don't even want to see a prequel. I want to see a sequel first. I wouldn't be mad if they did a prequel to the um, Wanted movie, but I a hundred percent feel they have to go with the sequel first because I mean the dude ended on literally like ending like he finishes where his father not only does he finish where his father left off but like just the sequel telling like how he showing how he did take over his life what did he do? Did he, did he stop and did he stop and like by? Did he go? Did he go to blows with every person that he stated in the ending that was on his list? Did he go back towards the friend? Did he? Who did he go first to? The cheating ex girlfriend or the friend who stabbed him in the back? I would, I, I would like that to be included. I would like to see if that is touched on in the sequel, you know, and I feel that it left me, it left me on like a cliffhanger, you know, because you say you're taking over, taking control, taking over your life with that one single bullet into the brain of the person who ended, who had orchestrated um, your father's end like, what else are you doing that, that in a way of taking back your life, because you just got this major upgrade. You got turned into a badass contract killer, and, oh, excuse me for saying badass, but, um, you get this, con- you become a contract killer, and you become so awesome, you know, you become your greatest self. I would want to see a sequel to that, like, I mean, yes, I want to see a sequel. Wanted. I mean, it's been since what, two thousand and eight. I mean, at first I assumed they would have did a wanted sequel around twenty. Well, no, wouldn't. Impossible. But maybe a sequel like twenty eighteen. You know, or I was expecting a sequel. Shoot. I expect to see talks about um, A Wanted 2. But, have not heard anything just yet. So, yeah. I feel Wanted would may have a good sequel. The storyline was on point. It would be, and a lot of the actors moved on to bigger and better things. We've seen common in the uh, John Wick 2 movie. So, yeah. I, I would be really interested in seeing, like, What what was next in store? That's my number two, Wanted. Kennedy, so what's your number two?
0: All right. Well, my number two is a little bit older. It came out in 2005, but the guy that's the main lead in it, number one, he really wants to do it again. He was great in the role. And... He does not look that much older than he did then. And, of course, I'm talking about uh, the very still youthful looking uh, Keanu Reeves and his 2005 movie uh, Constantine. Now, for those who don't remember Constantine, the movie, uh, John Constantine was about a DC character who primarily is in the supernatural, he's kind of an a-hole, he is very good at his job, and he fights mostly for himself, but ostensibly he's on the side of humanity. Uh, the movie that I'm talking about, it had a Rachel Weiss in there, who played two characters who were twin sisters, had Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. in there, and it also had yeah. Jaimin Hansu. So, the real big reason why I want a Constantine sequel is mainly because Keanu Reeves was a great John Constantine. He really got the essence of the character, who was this hard living guy who just so happens to know a lot about the supernatural. Also, he said in interviews several times that if there's a character that I want to go back and play, I would want to do John Constantine because he really liked the character. Uh, Also, the reason why I would want a sequel is because while the movie was, I thought it was really good, it only touched on so much of John Constantine's uh, story as well as you could have done so many other things with Constantine. He's attached to the mystical side of DC in a way that very few other characters are. So he's the perfect tie-in character for Supernatural, I think. He is essentially like Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. He is the perfect audience stand-in where even though this guy has so much knowledge, he's a person that can be heavily related to. Also, I would just I would love to see a DC property where they touched on some of the other mystical sides on the live action side, the mystical side of DC. You can talk about Zatanna. You can talk about Deadman. You can talk about Etrigan. You know, there there are so many very DC characters on the supernatural side that have never really been brought mm-hmm. to live action in a yeah. consistent and mean- and meaningful manner that Constantine could really be that outlet. And it doesn't need to be connected to mm-hmm. anything. It could just be its own thing. I think Constantine would be a perfect sequel machine in that you could cast people and just say yes the 2005 movie happened here is where we're at with Constantine now in his story and I think it would work Mm -hmm. really really well yeah that's my second movie so John what's your what's your third movie
1: oh my third movie well my third movie relates Man, maybe some of the people ain't listen to um, like this movie, but my third movie is Jumper. Also came out in two thousand and eight. It's a movie about a character, a boy who um, comes into finding out that he has the ability to teleport to other ability to teleport. As long as he's seen the picture, he knows it, he can be there in a flash. I feel this movie definitely, 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 definitely deserves a sequel with the way it ended, where he goes, being that the story is based off of also, sorry, left out a couple of parts. The story is a good story, because it's based on a child who... He didn't like similar to the wanted movie he didn't have a really didn't have a relation with his mother grew up all, grew up his whole life with his um the rest of his life with his dad uh, all the way up till until he discovered his powers and his mother who basically was like is pretty much his enemy being that he his being that his power is um, something that um, just can destroy, kind of puts tears within the world into the like little mini black holes, and if they're not closed properly, it could cause drastic things. So in the movie, it, t- it talks about this boy and how others like him are like a nuisance to society. And how this group called the Paladins are uh, associate a, a group that was put together to capture and stop the jumpers from do- living their lavish lifestyle being that they assume that their power has no consequences. It stars Samuel Jackson, a whole bunch of other um, A-list actors, and I do feel this movie definitely deserved a se- deserves a sequel, not just because of the ending where um, the boy finally confronts his mother and and gets gets the gist of why his mother left him behind with his poor drunk of a father and he teleports with the girl away with the girl of his dreams so i honestly feel that movie deserved a sequel definitely deserves a sequel i like the story and if it was to do a sequel they would I'm assuming they will be talking about like more why the mother left him. Um what hardships did the mother go through leaving him behind. And if they were to do a sequel, I mean I guess it would be like what? I mean, I'm assuming it would talk about more of why the pal- more of the construct of the paladins and a sequel. I, I would like this, pro- I'm guessing the sequel could consist of maybe the end of the paladins or maybe uh, the paladins and the jumpers coming to a common ground and working together. So I definitely would like to see a sequel again and I liked them because there was a lot of um, characters I felt didn't have a lot of screen time, Um, being that, you know, the mom, we didn't see her much until the ending, and how the other jumper that he meets up with, he just talks about how he met all these other jumpers. So, I mean, for them to do a sequel and clear up all the other little, notes that they left in the first one i feel jumper definitely deserves a sequel definitely does and that's my number three
0: all right well i i can honestly say i didn't know about the whole uh the whole oh they open up many black holes so that way they could destroy society i don't remember any of that so Learn right. something new every day. I only remembered the religious stuff that they were talking about, I, but that's that's just me. I I I didn't enjoy Jumper uh, that much. So
1: ah uh, man, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, but I I just didn't remember any any of that. But I'll go into my third movie, which I did enjoy which was the 2012 remake of Dread. Now, for those of you who may remember the name Dread, you're probably thinking about the Sylvester Stallone movie by the same name called Judge Dread. And it's based off this popular comic series about this dystopian future where most of humanity is packed into these small places that they call megacities and in order to in order to stem the tide of rampant crime that happens they need to enact this new form of law enforcement where cops are on the streets where they are judge jury and executioner so that way they don't need to really uh go in and do a lot of trials because the entire system has fallen apart now on one hand i think about this movie and i think about uh black lives matter i think about the stuff that happens with real life police and i really probably shouldn't want to see a sequel to this movie however as an action movie it was so good and I know it takes place in a dystopian future so if somebody starts talking about Judge Dredd in real life I'll shut him down but if we're just talking about the character I'm more than happy to see a sequel Carl Urban who played the new Judge Dredd was perfect I did love that in the movie they never really took off his helmet, how he was just dread. Simply because in a lot of movies they want to go and have the character remove their helmet or not wear their helmets as much so that way you could get to see the actor who of course is a beautiful person. And in this movie they were trying to be very very close to the source material which was... You don't see Judge Dredd's face, and that's it. You just don't see it, and I really did like that about the movie. I thought megacities are a great environment to tell stories. The Dredd movie took place in this one huge housing block where it was Judge Dredd versus a whole bunch of other people as well as Lena Headey character of Mama, who, if you remember Lena Headey, she was the queen in Game of Thrones, and she was great in that movie. Uh, I did love how at the end, and this is a this is a decade old movie at this point, so I don't care about spoilers. I do love how at the end of the movie he has her take a hit of her drugs before kicking her out of a window, and I was like, that's mean, but also pretty badass let's be honest so i think i'm with everyone else who says the coolest part about judge dread of course is the gun the gun's the coolest part of judge dread it's cooler than the character it's cooler than every bit of world building they did the gun that the judges have that only they can use that can change its ammo type on the fly and Never seemingly runs out of ammunition. That is... It's such a great story. And it won't take a lot to just tell another Judge Dredd story. You can just make a crime action movie, put Judge Dredd in it, make it in a megacity, and you have a Judge Dredd movie. I think it works incredibly well. I think you can bring a lot of interesting source material from this. You could add current commentary, or you can just stay away from current commentary entirely. It's your choice. The real big factor with Judge Dread is that Judge Dread is a movie where it is about this one guy against the slew of people who want to kill him and i'm taking all of them out it's a classic power fantasy it's a simple story and i think it would make a great action franchise if they just stuck with it and if they gave it just a little bit more of a push you could put whoever you want as the villain. They don't need to live past the movie because Judge Dredd, he's judge, jury, and executioner. You don't need to worry about, oh, what about due process? In this world? Nope. You shoot at him, he kills you. That's it. So, I really would want to see just the action movie of action movies featuring Judge Dredd Jumping in there and really, really just doing it up, shooting people, and any new configurations they could come up with the gun. Like, you already got grenades or rocket launchers. You can do different things. You can be like railgun and just shooting people, because that's all Judge dread is. It's power fantasy. We can enjoy power fantasies. So, I'm going to enjoy this power fantasy and really want to see a sequel to this power fantasy so John how about you go into your fourth movie
1: so my fourth movie is the 1985 classic The Last Dragon starring Ty Mack R.I.P. to Julius Carey and also newly mentioned um who's also recently just passed away is, um, Leo O'Brien, Richie green, the little brother of Leroy green from the movie. Yeah. He's, um, passed away. Um, RIP to, uh, Richie green. I feel this movie. I like this movie a lot. I mean, it was it was one of my i would say it was one of the five movies i've martial arts movies that i grew up watching one of my top 5 growing up watching was um this movie the last dragon and i honestly feel it deserves a sequel i mean really really uh last dragon two would be awesome. You know, we could talk more on the lives of like, you know, what happened after, you know, now that you got the glow. Oh, what's new? You know? Who else is there, somebody else destined to have the glow? You know? Um even if they I wouldn't be mad if they did like um a last dragon reboot. I would just if they were to do it I would like I would like the plot to be like maybe it could be like um sibling a sibling rivalry as opposed to how they did it how uh opposed to how the original went you know and yeah I mean this movie I really liked a lot, storyline-wise, you know, boy grows up in Harlem, learning the learning martial arts, and one day at a movie theater, just meets the wrong, just runs into the wrong group of people. And Instead of like, you know, what happens to most people usually in Harlem, you know, either join up with the wrong group and... You know, your life just goes out of control, and you don't have a, you don't really have much control. Nah, it actually happened differently. You know, he followed to his uh, teachers, his uh, sensei's teachings about nonviolence, and when you know, when to raise your fist, when not to raise your fist, and by him sticking to his teachings, he set a goal: the goal to obtain the glow. And I feel that that movie deserved a sequel. This movie deserves a sequel after so long. You know? After so long. Not a reboot, but a sequel would be nice. You know? I mean, I would like to see a sequel. I would really like to see a sequel. Like, I mean, who's the next person to glow? Like, who uh Richie well, um someone um in the family is is gonna be Sophie, one of her kids, I would definitely like to see that. A last dragon sequel um that's my that is my fourth movie.
0: Oh well, John, I could understand that. I mean that movie was on a lot in New York. you know that was like a Saturday. Afternoon special for a lot of people for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping if they do do a sequel, I could say. I, I would love to, you know, as many times as I've seen Tim Mac at Comic Con, man, if I was to see him again, he's like, yo, they're doing a sequel Last Dragon, I'll be like, can I be in it? I know the chances of that is like really slim. Eh, I can dream.
0: Okay. So, I think the next movie, for me, is one that I think is a lot like The Last Dragon in that it's much, very much a cult classic. But unlike The Last Dragon, this movie was definitely not seen as much. But I do think it has even more potential than The Last Dragon, in terms of it being a sequel or a franchise. And the movie I'm talking about is a movie from 1991, and it was a Disney movie, and it was called The Rocketeer. Now, for those of you who have not seen or ever even heard of The Rocketeer, which, to be honest... It might be most of you. The Rocketeer was a movie in the 1940s, 1930s. It was made around the time, it was set in the time of around World War II. And it was based around this experimental rocket pack that was made by Howard Hughes. And it was found, well, it was stolen from Howard Hughes, but it was found by a guy whose name was billy whose name was a cliff it was played by billy campbell uh he puts it on he's a stunt pilot he puts it on he starts to learn it at first he only wears it to save a fellow pilot of his but then he's embroiled in fighting nazis because the nazis want the rocket pack so that way they can Fly over and take over New York with their rocket pack soldiers. And I mean, it had Timothy Dalton as a great villain. Uh, Alan Arkin was great as Cliff's uh, Q, whose name was Peavy. Jennifer Connolly was in the movie as Jenny, which is probably the easiest name change ever going from Jennifer to Jenny. But This was one of those really fun movies, and the one thing it did remind me of is it reminded me, it gave me a serious Indiana Jones feel. And that's why I want to see a sequel with this, because The Rocketeer, when he's in his full getup, he's got a full mask, he's got a jacket, gloves, the rocket pack, pants, shoes, and when I see the Rocketeer, the great, the first thing that pops into my mind is somebody who you wouldn't think of, which is Stan Lee. And the reason why Stan Lee pops into my head whenever I think of the Rocketeer is a quote that he said, which was the reason why people identify with Spider-Man is because you never see what Spider-Man looks like. He's fully in a garb you don't know who spider-man is spider-man could be anybody he could be your neighbor he could be your delivery man he could be the guy you walk down the street with because nobody sees what spider-man looks like and because of that he could be anyone and that was the power of spider-man that's the same thing i see with the rocketeer because he's in the Because he's in his getup, when you see the Rocketeer's getup, and if you look it up online, you can see what I mean. Once he's in his getup, you don't know what the Rocketeer looks like. He could be black. He could be white. He could be anybody. You could do a sequel where the movie happened, and you could have somebody else pick up that same rocket pack and go on and fight evil. And they could fight Nazis because Nazis are still the go-to for everybody in that who is the fictional bad guy that we can beat up and nobody really is going to get angry? It's Nazis. And if you're the kind of person that says, well, I get mad at somebody for beating up Nazis, I honestly don't. Yeah, I think you should keep that to yourself. Just just keep it to yourself. This is a pro-Nazi beat-up uh, place here on the two sides of a coin podcast, we don't I don't need you to say, "Oh, I don't want to beat up Nazis." No, nah, we're fine if you beat up, you know, Nazis in movies and in uh, television. Where we're okay with that.
1: Yeah. It's um, all it's all good with me.
0: Yeah. So that's that's why I really like the rocketeer because just like with Indiana Jones, It could be another franchise, just like with Zorro, where anybody could Mm -hmm. be Zorro. Anybody could be the Rocketeer. So you could literally do a sequel to the Rocketeer. And I'll give this one to you guys for free in terms of how you could do a sequel. You could do a sequel with the Rocketeer where you have a young black aviator who finds the rocket pack. He meets up with Cliff. And maybe he puts it on so that way he can save someone's life. And after talking a little bit more with Cliff, or maybe Cliff was hurt and he can't put this Rocketeer pack on anymore, he suits up as the Rocketeer and he goes out there to fight crime. And not only fight crime in his city, maybe he'll eventually go overseas and fight crime. You could have the Rocketeer be a young black soldier in Europe who finds the rocket pack, puts it on, saves his unit, then puts on the entire getup and starts fighting crime in Nazi-held Germany. Right there. That's already an amazing story. I'd pay money to see that story in theaters. And you can make it as campy as you want, because it's set in a time when camp absolutely works. So, I just, I love movies where the idea of a sequel or the potential sequels are endless. And with The Rocketeer, I think if you did a sequel right, you could get such an amazing movie. And I understand why The Rocketeer didn't get a sequel, mind you. The Rocketeer came out in the same week. The same week of two big movies that came out in 1991. The first one was Robin Hood, uh, the one with Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And the second one was the original City Slickers. So it's not like I don't understand why the Rocketeer got buried underneath those two movies. Those are both really good movies, and it's rare at the box office for there to be three hit movies that all premiere in the same week. That's incredibly rare. So I think if you gave this movie another shot and you did it with the right director, the right CGI, the right actor, and the right story, most of all, I think you could have the potential for an entire series based around this one guy the rocketeer puts on a rocket pack and punches nazis or kicks nazis you can punch or kick nazis and it doesn't even need to be a he it could be a she you could play Ooh, off yeah. you could play off the fact that once the rocketeer puts on their outfit nobody really knows who they are and they could comment about how i feel when i put on my costume I feel like I can really be who I want to be because nobody's judging me for who I am or what I look like. When they see me, they see hope. They don't see Harriet or something like that. Actually, that's a bar. That's a bar. That's that's a bar. So I'm going to go into the fourth movie. You, John, you go into the into your final movie while I write down that absolute bar that came out of me. Because, oh, that's a bar. That's a bar.
1: <sighs> <laughs> that is. That is. Yep,
0: you go. You go into yours. fifth no, Just, your no, movie.
1: just all, all bars. Our bars. are our, our bars. No. No one are allowed after listening to this podcast to bite off our bars. Yeah.
0: That, that was a bar. You know. That was a bar. Yeah. Oh, that was a bar. But yeah, you you go on to your fifth movie from a franchise that I absolutely
1: loved. So go off Yes so my fifth movie is the Stargate. Now, the Stargate is a movie that is literally iconic on all levels. I mean it has every everything, literally everything in it. so much. That movie had so much that they literally broke it into a television series. Now, I feel this movie deserved a sequel on all grounds. Don't even, like, like I mean, literally deserved a sequel. Because I, when it came to the television series, I mean, I was just like, oh, they're doing the Stargate? Uh, television series called SG One. Okay, yeah, the movie was badass. Loved Kurt Russell. Loved Kurt Russell. I think anything Kurt Russell is in is just major gold. I mean, he's had some movies. He's had some movies. We're not gonna bring that up, but when him, him in the movie Stargate, that 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 just tickled me pink. I mean, you got Kurt Russell um, traveling intergalactically to uh, an Egyptian-like world, and he's motivating a whole, a whole race about people they saw they they they, they they've been worshiping, they've been idolizing, and for him to just come in like. And be out of some gate and just say, yeah, this is not right. Um, Y'all deserve better. I was just like, whoa, this dude is literally awesome. I mean, his character and the story alone was on point. And the thing about it is about that really brims out of me why I feel Stargate because it branched out to so many, so many seasons. We have Stargate SG-1, we have Stargate Atlantis, we have Stargate um... Oh my goodness. uh, man! The last one escapes me. Please don't escape me. Um... Stargate
0: Universe.
1: Thank you. Stargate Universe. And if they were to do a sequel, I feel it would i feel they should probably they should definitely um continue like not continue like um based off of the shows no i'm 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 the in way like they can add that like the story they had for the shows was good it was literally like they were literally um basically what they did was finish where the movie left off and did a whole continuation. You know? I mean, with James Spade in it, um, he was also in, not a lot of the original cast was in the, the show, but, I mean, literally, Stargate deserves a sequel, deserves a part two. We deserve to, like, I mean, they were good enough to bless us with, a, with this movie, the least they could do is give us a sequel to this. I mean, you, you give us a movie, awesome. You were able to branch out a television, a very wide a, a television show that, had, that has the ability to transcend through decades and build decades of fans. I feel definitely a Stargate sequel would be something that would, I mean, it would it, probably be one of those movies that breaks the internet. I, I really feel it. It would probably be a movie that would break the internet or probably break everybody's train of thought. You know? I mean, literally. I mean... Like, they could go, I mean, if I had to pick a season, I would want them to maybe um, start from, I I would say they could, like, if they were to do a sequel, I guess, I guess they would, they could probably do maybe, if I had to pick a season that I liked. I would say we can go we can do do like Stargate SG1 um and then the cliffhanger of the sequel would be um the beginning of Atlantis or Stargate Universe. So, whew, all these years we you know, Stargate would definitely be a good movie and and, and the sequel would be great. The sequel would be great if they do it now before we lose everybody that was in the original. I mean, they could even take people from the show and put them into the sequel. I have my my selected few. I mean, I don't want I'm I'm just saying they should definitely do a sequel. I'm not going to say who should be in the cast or anything else. I just saw the, would love to see a sequel of the Stargate movie. And I wouldn't even want them to just do a sequel. I think a sequel wouldn't be like, do you think a sequel would be enough Kennedy?
0: I mean, I, I loved Stargate. I think I liked the shows and the stuff more than you did. Really, it would just be, it sounds like you want it, like, both ways, and I'm not sure how you're going to get that with the way you want the sequel to be done, because it sounds like you want the sequel to be done where you want to ignore everything that happened in the show and do one with the original cast. I mean, that that's just, I mean, I guess that could work, I just, I'm not sure how you could get that off the ground. I mean with the with a good story you can do anything, so I'm not discounting yeah, no. it. I just I don't know how you could do one with Kurt Russell where he's in his fifties. And Kurt Russell ain't no Tom Cruise. No, no, no. no, no I'm Kurt I'm Russell, just saying not he's Tom. not he's not he's not no Tom Cruise. So yeah, I mean Kurt Russell, James Spader, they were in I mean, I love Stargate. I truly love stargate i watched all the series i watched all the seasons like i could think of a way that you could do it it's to me it's just you would you would have to do it in the way of like a star like this like the new version of star trek where essentially they go in and they retcon everything you could you could do it, it just, yeah. it would have to be a really solid script to do that. Yeah. I don't know, I think I would rather, um, I'm not going to focus on it, I'll just say, hey, Stargate, if you want to do it, I think that would be really cool. I'm just not sure how many fans there are, people who love the movie, more than they love the TV shows that have come out,
1: yeah. So, Stargate is my fifth and my final movie. Um, I do have one movie, I well, yeah, that was my one in my last movie is the Stargate. So, on that note, I'm going to enter my Stargate. And pass the baton to you, Kennedy.
0: All right. You know, I appreciate that. Use your, use your gate device so that way the iris doesn't close on you. Uh, nope. Okay. So before I get into my fifth movie, I'll mention uh, two honorable mentions. So first one is the movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman, where he is training a fighting robot because they've taken over and replaced boxing. If you saw Real Steel, it had a lot of heart, had a lot of fun with it in regards to the relationship between Hugh Jackman and his son, the robot. The action scenes were actually real fun. So also it's a movie where uh, Anthony Mackie plays a bookie where he's pretty funny in it so i really like that movie that movie begs for a sequel because the way it ends definitely leads you with yeah this could this could definitely be a sequel the second one is a movie i kind of touched on a little bit in regards to power rangers and that is edge of tomorrow the tom cruise movie that came out with uma thurman where he is a soldier that inexplicably gets the ability to relive the last day of his life. Mm -hmm. That movie is so good. It's extremely solid. I really do like that movie. If you've seen that movie, you sung its praises. It was one of those movies where people thought it was going to be bad. Then people went into the theaters. The critics thought it was going to be bad. And when everybody saw it, they said, oh, no, this is actually a really good movie. You should go see it. The problem is none of the press or anything like that did it fav- did it any favors. So I only saw it because somebody literally told me, hey, you need to watch this movie. It is really good. I think you'll like it. And I said, OK. And I went to watch it and I said, oh, thank you. I love that movie. Why aren't more people watching that movie? And it's one of those movies where just the marketing fall flat through no problem with the movie. Uh, Some people said it should have kept the name uh, that it originally had, which was Live, Die, Repeat. Either or, not going to go too deep into it, but I do think that movie should also get a sequel. But neither one more than the movie I'm going to talk about now. Which is the 1999 sci-fi genre classic, Galaxy Quest. Now hear me out here. If you've never heard okay. of the movie Galaxy Quest, you're thinking, man, that sounds like a ripoff of Star Trek. Star Trek. And you're right. You are 100% right. It is. And that's the joke. It is a sci-fi <laughs> comedy movie. It's based around... A Star Trek like show that went in the 50s or 60s, where the cast are all old people now. The show did not last very long, but they're essentially surviving off of like the cons and everything like that. The fandoms that we all know and love, where the main lead, Tim Allen, who plays Jason Naismith, he gets contacted by aliens. Because the aliens yeah. thought that, his sh- that the movie Galaxy Quest was actually a memoir and not a TV show and not fake. So him and the crew get pushed into this whole thing where they are now in charge of a real starship having to save this yeah. alien people from the bad guys. It is hilarious. It is oh, yeah. so funny. It's so poignant. It, it makes jokes about Comic-Con and fandom culture that is <laughs> hilarious. Uh, yep. At one point, he gives a communicator to one of the fans where he gets his communicator mixed up. And he's asking the fan information about the movie, about the show, because mm. he doesn't remember it. Yeah. And the fan's like, oh, yeah, you're in this part of the ship, which we know does this. And he's like, how do you remember this stuff? Hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, it had Tim Allen. It had Sigourney Weaver. It had the late, great Ooh. Alan Rickman. You know, it had Tony Shalhoub. Sam Rockwell was in there, as well as uh, Daryl Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about this movie is it is rife for a sequel. Simply because you could have this group of people who are redoing the Galaxy Quest TV show and Mm -hmm. maybe they're they're interacting with their rebooted counterparts, the people who are going to take over and play the younger versions of them. And they're just consulting and passing the baton and everything like that. And then both groups get abducted again. And they have to Mm -hmm. deal with another alien crisis. So now the the older group of actors are now having to walk these younger groups of actors through this whole thing of aliens are real. We've done this before. It's not a big deal. Yes, you can die. Just pretend like you're on a... television set and you'll be fine and mm-hmm. it could and the great thing is you could do it where at the end of it they rewrite the script and they make it where it's not a reimagining but it's just with the original cast and they are simply just out in the world I, I'm i telling you the story writes itself it was a great comedy mm-hmm. And I truly believe if you made a sequel to it, you could get so many laughs about sci-fi culture, about reboots in general, about sequels, Mm -hmm. about how big, how comic cons and fandoms are and conventions. You could do all those over and over and over again, and you could get so many more jokes out of this. That's why this movie is just comedy gold oh yeah and you know it is ah uh, never give up never surrender never surrender uh you will know what that is if you watch the movie and while I am never giving up never surrendering we do have to end this podcast at some point so
1: sadly we do
0: Sadly, we do. So, John, tell people where to find you.
1: Well, you won't be able to find me with The Glow anytime soon. <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram. At Fat Man Loves Anime NYC21. And, yeah, feel free to message me if you have any you want to talk about the restaurants that i've been to or ask me a question about a restaurant that i have that i could be going to and i may yeah you can ask me about that hit me up don't be a stranger
0: if you want to find me uh i would just say don't look for me any yeah. other place but you can absolutely look for me on the podcast so You can find us at twosidespodcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O-S-I-D-E-Z podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram on the two sides of a coin Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at two sides of, or maybe not because Twitter is imploding so much as we speak. Uh, you can okay. find our you can find the podcast on Spotify as well
1: as mm-hmm. Podbean. Definitely Spotify, Podbean also.
0: And hey guys, I hope you have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you guys later.
1: Later.